0: hello wherever you are i'm dave lockwood and this is the fleet review live There go, the clackers, and uh, talking to clackers, here comes the team. Uh, good morning to Ed Miller, wherever you are in cyberspace.
1: Good morning, Dave.
0: Good morning, sir. Uh, Phil Moss, who is, um, uh, at the time of recording, slightly ever so slightly hungover. Morning. Yeah, okay. And uh, Chaz Webster, who's um, uh, vibrant.
2: Yeah, I've been up and about, out, out and at it
0: today. Yeah, good stuff, good stuff. Well, hello to you all. Uh, hello to everybody listening. Uh, this is the Fleet Review Live. Almost... We have to put the almost in there. We're live when we record it, we say that. And we're looking back at... uh, Almost live, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we're we're almost live, yeah. We're looking back at uh, yesterday and the game against Wrexham at uh, the Cufflink Stadium, Stonebridge Road. And um, we won. (laughs) We won. (laughs) It's my first home win of the season in the league. Way! I'm not the Jonah. Congratulations, Dave. Thanks, Phil. I'm really pleased about that. Yeah, because nor is Tony Hudd. No, nor is Tony Hudd as well. Bless him. So we've got to say that. So who wasn't there yesterday? I think. Don't think your daughter was there yesterday, Chaz. Was she?
2: No, she was um, listening to us on her way to Ireland. She's in Ireland for a week on business. All oh, right. And uh, she phoned me last night and. Uh, apparently was uh, causing a lot of confusion on the train going up to meet a a colleague in Chesterfield and then they were travelling over together. Um, But uh, no, she was listening to the game and uh, she was over the moon, as I think all Fleet fans were.
0: I think they were. Um, Performance-wise, match-wise, it it, it wasn't the, the greatest of football games, was it, guys?
1: Uh, no it certainly wasn't pretty I think it was the words Tristan Lewis used and I reckon that was pretty much the words everyone used in the stadium um, but it was a win and we, it was a must win and we went in there and we got it and by hook or by crook it doesn't matter does it as long as we come away with the three points in this instance
0: And and another Weldy from Westy Phil
3: Oh it was a brilliant absolutely fantastic strike Um as soon as the ball came back to him after he'd taken the corner, everyone at Geeks was just screaming for him to shoot. And what, a, what an absolute perler straight in the, the bottom corner!
2: Brilliant.
0: We've had some real goals of the season this season, Chaz, haven't we? So uh, it's going to be a tough one at the end of the season to pick a good one out, pick the winner out, even.
2: Well, yeah, the odds are swaying towards Miles though because he, he's he's got so many of them, um, <laughs> and they've been and they've been so critical. Um, you know, if you think about what his goals have done for the team, especially down at Woking. Uh, you know that was incredible, uh, but but just looking back to yesterday, um, you know it was like the first fifteen minutes we started well, and I thought we were okay. We, the last fifteen minutes was quite exciting uh, when we scored and, and we hung on, but then um, the hour in the middle was was well, it was a bit like Barnet really. It was rubbish. Yeah. We, um, but yeah. as as Ed said, it don't matter. We got the win. Yeah, and
0: three points is three points and we're off the bottom. Obviously, uh, Chorley winning yesterday and Chesterfield getting the, the point, the last minute point, I think it was, uh, against Aldershot. Um, it, it's, it's one of those leagues where anybody can beat anybody, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I mean, I said to Chaz on, before commentary on the Barnet game, I think Chorley were playing Barrow and you wouldn't give them a hope away at Barrow with the two teams form. And I said, you watch because we need points tonight. I guarantee you Chorley will get something from Barrow and they were 2-0 up within the first sort of 35 minutes. And yeah, that, that is the sort of thing you're fighting against in relegation, is picking up points when everyone else is unexpectedly doing it.
0: Yeah, let's, let's before we look thoroughly at yesterday, we do have to look back at Tuesday night and a performance that was um, very below par, to say the least, chaps.
2: Well, I think uh, maybe Phil should kick this one off because, I mean, Barnet is a strange club. <laughs> um, and the, the way they <laughs> approach everything um, is, 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 is worth scrutiny, I think. And, and, and Phil, speaking from the fan experience, I think has got a, a pretty strong point to make.
0: Yeah, Phil, do you want to talk to us about what happened to you on Tuesday night?
3: Yeah, so you go on the website before the game to check out you know, which stand you're going to be in and how much it's going to cost and all the rest of it. And it says visiting fans will be located in the stand at the, the North End. And it'll cost you 20 quid and we get there on tuesday and find that we're being located into the legends stand 22 quid oh cheers thanks very much and then when you go in and you find that the home terrace is shut but the home fans have been able to buy um, advanced tickets for 15 pound so i tweeted barnet and asked them exactly where their home fans were located because and they haven't replied and i think they haven't replied is because there were people sitting in our stands who paid 15 quid and we paid 22. so it's a very interesting approach, that. Yeah, yeah shall
0: we yeah, say? Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what the national league rules are like. It. I mean, I know the league rules are that the uh, the football league is that you, you you can't charge away fans more than home fans. Let's say so. Um, I would hope that the national league have a similar rule. We'll um, we'll have to look into. I don't into... Th- I don't
2: I don't think they do. I, I had a no? brief chat with Dave Lockwood yesterday, and I think Me? clubs can basically oh, sorry. No, Dave Archer. I yeah, beg your pardon. Yeah. Um, uh, I never speak to you. No, no. Um, <laughs> and I think Dave Archer basically was saying clubs can almost do what they like. Um, and I think the advance purchase is is okay. You know, if it gives people a chance to buy in advance online, but it should be the same whether you're a home fan or an away fan. Um, you know, you, 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 if you want to fleece people, when you have. Uh, a big game, you know, like if we played, I don't know, uh, Charlton in an FA Cup tie. I suppose you can raise the prices, but don't, don't, don't uh, ever, in,
0: don't ever do that, please.
2: No, no but not, Notts you. County, they were yeah. disappointed that we didn't reduce prices. Yeah, um, I mean, pricing is an issue. I think the league really needs to get a grip with, uh, because it's it's. It's out of out of control. They they shouldn't be able to do that on Tuesday night. What they did at Barnet?
0: No, that's that's not fair to, to the away fans, especially to say that you are going to open one stand and charge this amount, and then you turn up and oh no, it's that stand and we're paying you are paying more to sit. Well, it there. is
2: fair. It, yeah. it is it is fair if they make it the same for everybody. Well, you know, yeah. if they say yeah. uh, in advance, it, ad, ad, you know, advance tickets you can get in for seventeen pounds, and that's open to both home fans or away fans, that's fine. Yeah. but when they don't. And they make the away fans pay the, the the additional cost without having had the advantage. So let's
0: look at the game on quickly on Tuesday night and the, the performance. And we we spoke quickly after the game. We were thinking of doing an emergency podcast, and thankfully we didn't have to do one. Um, not the best of performances. So to come back yesterday with that performance, you've got to say it, it shows a little bit of character in the team, Phil. Yeah,
3: absolutely. Um, I mean. Once Once we got the second equalizer on Tuesday night, everyone was really buoyant, and then thirty seconds later, whatever we were doing um in midfield and then at the back was just awful. Um, what Sutherland was thinking about in, in doing that dummy, I mean nobody knows um, and you know within a minute we we're, were back losing and after that, we just capitulated and I mean you know it was embarrassing to be there and we were we were edging up towards the exit um, to get the tube back um, before the final whistle so
0: coming back yesterday and performance against a team that that is also struggling it has to be said and you know, to dig in, to go one 0 up, then to, to to concede. I think slight got a deflection, did it going in. I'm 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 told, but uh, it
2: was Jennings who scored an own goal.
0: Yeah, Jennings got the got the own goal, and, and I can tell you that Tommy was trying to claim it yesterday. Uh, to which all the players were telling him, "No, on your bike, son. There's no way that's your goal." That's um, <laughs> uh, nice try, Tommy. Let's say that. But um, no, their their goal did it get a deflection in the way because it went. He fired it through a, 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 an awful big crowd of players, didn't he?
1: Yeah, no. I thought uh, it, it seemed to hit either Jordan Holmes or a defender on the line and go in off them. But like Chaz said, um, the Wrexham commentators credited Kieran Kennedy immediately, and he was credited with it as well. So, yeah. um, I mean, it would have been an odd game to see two own goals, one either side. So, uh, yeah. just unlucky that, that Tommy wasn't credited with his, and, and Kennedy was.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, it wasn't going in Tommy's cross, was it? Let's say that. it's so... no. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Brad no, Jennings
2: was there, put it that way.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So any other you know, the, the thoughts about the game yesterday, Chas?
2: Yeah, I've, I've got um, something that... I mean, obviously I'm wrong. You know, I'm not <laughs> a football coach, um, and we won the game. So the proof of the pudding is in the three points. But for an hour, and, and Kevin told us uh, a couple of weeks ago in the game that he, he kind of played it deliberately, uh, that they kind of drop the the fleet sort of drop off. But for an hour, we were making Wrexham look absolutely world-class the way they kept the ball. And we couldn't, we couldn't get the ball because we didn't press high. We dropped off. And uh, Kevin told us a couple of weeks ago, that was his strategy. And I guess it was the strategy yesterday. But, you know, if we haven't got the ball, we're not going to hurt anybody. And we allowed them to have possession and play it around. OK, they didn't do a lot with it, but we, we didn't have the ball. And that concerns me a, a little bit. And the other thing is, when we did get the ball, how many times did we give it away or just ping it into the stand? And, you know, you look at any, any, any football philosophy, you know, going back to the 60s or whatever... And managers would always say you should treat the ball like a bag of gold. You know, you should treasure it and, and it's precious, you know, but, but we give it away so cheaply and that's got to stop because it's, it's causing a lot of damage that we cannot hold on to the ball. And, and we give it away and the opposition then can do what they like with it. Phil? I think the difficulty that we do have is that when the ball goes up to Gossie,
3: um, it doesn't stick. And that was time and time again yesterday. I mean, someone at Geek said he couldn't trap a bag of cement. And the problem is that if you've got a ball that goes up to the guy and then it just immediately comes straight back, then your midfielders are going to have to do an awful lot of running and an awful lot of covering without the ball. And, you know, you've got Lawless coming back for the first time for a while, Egan starting for the first time in a while. You know, those guys... You know they're not up to match speed yet, and you can't keep giving the ball away as Chaz says. You know the ball go. If, if if we are going to play it longer, then it's got to stick up there, and it's quite frankly at the moment it's just not doing that.
0: Let's um, uh, pause there. Uh, Chaz caught up with uh, Tristan Lewis after the game. Uh, no, Kev Watson because I think he he he, he didn't want to speak to you. Chaz, did he?
2: He hates me. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think he was uh, having a quiet word with the doctor. Um, yeah. You know, it might have been one or two administrative issues that he needed to discuss. Yeah. Possibly. Or either that or he was celebrating Spurs 3-2 win over Bournemouth. Yeah, okay, we won't go there.
0: Uh so uh Chaz started off talking to Tristan and asked him what a vital win it was yesterday.
4: Yeah, listen, Kev said it it's it was all about the response. Um You know, some maybe strong words were said on on Tuesday night and the reaction was was all that was asked for in a performance and I think that, you know, it wasn't pretty, let's be honest, anyone was here, it was a bit of a a war of attrition at times because everyone knew how important the game was but a massive reaction for the lads and ultimately a, a massive, massive three points.
2: Good, bright start. Goal after nine minutes.
4: Very good. It worked, you know. We actually made a brave decision, gave them Thursday off and just wanted them fresh and aggressive for today and worked really hard yesterday. And I think the first bit of the game was, was exactly what we wanted. The disappointing thing, and we've just spoken there at the end, as proud of them we are, that when they scored, we seemed to revert to dropping off and being on the back foot and to get out of, of the trouble we're in. We can't do that. You can't feel sorry for yourself when you concede. Um, but we gradually clawed our way back. And as much as I've been here, we tend to do in the second half, going that way towards the supporters, you know, who were brilliant again today. But, yeah. A good start, but we were disappointed where we dropped off but listen massive credit to the boys who, who just dug in and kept digging. Um, it's been a, a long week with the traveling and everything and you know really proud of everybody at the club today.
2: Miles Western
4: again pulls something out of the fire doesn't he? Yeah listen you you need a talisman um Kev said it before, the way he trains he's a great leader um, and the, the supporters and everyone doesn't see what he does off the pitch his levels of professionalism are outstanding and ultimately in big moments you need big players and, and Westy is certainly that, a big player for this club
2: And you've been here with Kevin Weston since he arrived and this was his first win as as manager of the side on, on home turf uh, you, you, you both must be delighted
4: I think, you know, listen, we've had tight games difficult games um good performances in different performances but a win is a win but when it's at home and it gives everybody that little bit of hope you know and i think that's important that people can't see it as a to- soft touch here and the lads have got to want to thrive in this environment as well so if we can do that and build on it you know as i said before it wasn't pretty at times but i think everybody in the ground would have taken any sort of form of three points today and um I think the boys deserved it, but but so did everybody else because that's difficult when you don't win at home. Everyone pays their money, you know, comes, it's freezing cold today. It wasn't the prettiest of footballs, but I'm delighted for the supporters and and all the the backroom people as well today because sometimes you just need that leg up at home and hopefully that gives us that today.
2: But you've got to see the same pattern next Saturday at Eastleigh, haven't you? It's got to continue.
4: Absolutely. You know, I don't think we... The goal on Saturday late in the game can take the stuffing out of you. When we equalised on Tuesday night, all of us could only feel that we were going to go and win the game. If you'd have said when we equalised that we were going to lose 5-2, I think we'd have laughed. But we gave a poor goal away straight after the goal, um, which is, a, is an issue we, we've tried to address. But, um, yeah, we, we have to see that level of endeavour. And we spoke a lot this week about what we do off the ball. We know we score goals. Um, another set piece today, although I thought it was a really well-worked set play, um, that we have to make the same level of intensity desire and hunger because we don't want to get relegated that word, you know, you try and avoid speaking about the word, but we we had the truth on Tuesday night that the team was bottom of the league I don't know where we are today, I've got no idea of the other results but all, 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 all we can do is focus on ourselves, we can't wait for everyone else we've got to get ourselves out of this mess and it's desire, hunger, work rate from the subs as well, you know, it's disappointing when people get left out, but the professionals of them boys today come on, had an impact on the game and just pleased for everybody Jazz,
0: um he seemed very buoyant after the game yesterday, didn't he?
4: Yeah, I thought uh,
2: Tristan was um, was quite chuffed with that, uh, but, but I think it was the same feeling that we all had of, of relief, um, because as Phil mentioned earlier about the Barnet game, you know, when we pulled ourselves back into it, uh, you know, within a minute uh, we'd conceded the third goal, and yesterday when Miles got that uh, fantastic goal, that. We never, none of us, none of us saw that coming. No, no. And once he got it, you know, you look at the clock and you've got about a quarter of an hour left. And you're thinking, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? You know, are they going to throw it away again? And to get to the end of time added on and we hadn't conceded again, the relief around the stadium. I mean, uh, the players were, were given a standing ovation. Because people were just relieved, yeah, <laughs> and, and and I think uh, Tristan and and the coaching staff were just as relieved as the fans. Uh, nobody knows where he got four minutes from yesterday. I think the the reaction from a few
0: people around me when he he, he told us it was like, how the hell? Yeah, but you look at that? it.
2: Yeah, look at his decisions throughout the game. And, yeah, and the and the referee's assistant or linesman, as we'll call him, on the main stand side, there were at least three decisions that he made. Completely the wrong call on at least three that everybody was was bemused. And when there was a clash of heads with uh, Frankie Sutherland, it was a 50 50 incident, and he awarded a free kick to Wrexham. That was bizarre, you know. The it, how he drew that conclusion when it should have been a drop ball, either uncontested or contested. Uh, I'm afraid the officials this year are worse than ever.
0: They are getting bad. The fourth official yesterday, there was a there was a, a ball that went out off of a Wrexham player. The fourth official indicated it was a fleet throw and the referee gave it completely the other way because the linesman gave it the other way. They just, they worked well. They were pretty clueless yesterday, it has to be
2: said. Well, the linesman was trying to find ways to not give us things. It got, late in the second half, it got to that point where he was actually trying to it, find ways not to, you know, like when they were moving the ball forward 20 yards yeah. to take a free kick or a throw. You know, he'd ignore it. Um, and Kevin was was having a running commentary in, in the bloke's ear because he was so lamentably bad. Yeah,
0: yeah. Phil, what was the view from Geeks yesterday of um, the officials?
2: Well, it's the same as it is all
3: season. And, I mean, it, it, I think we want to stop, you know, making this podcast about referees all the time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, think, no. I think we should just <laughs> literally just expect the worst, and then if maybe they actually get a decision right, maybe we should praise them um, for actually, you know, maybe getting a kickoff correctly, or, you know, awarding <laughs> a goal properly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is lamentable that, you know, we're we stuck week in, week out talking about referees and how poor the guys with the flags are and, and all the rest of it, but um, it is just hopeless, and you know, you get a, a really good referee in the, in the national league, and before you know it, they've been promoted out of it up to the football league, um, and we end up with the dross coming down the other way.
0: Indeed, we do. Yes, yeah. uh, right. Okay, so one thing uh, yesterday we've we've touched on Westy's goal uh, and what a uh, I hate using the term Weldy, but it was a Weldy, wasn't it? It really did take it well. I called up with him. He was uh, he was in his ice bath, and uh, this is uh, this is what he had to say.
5: Westy, cross or shot? Definitely a shot. Definitely <laughs> so a shot. You're not having much, uh, pain he's just no, told us. No, it. way. That's definitely, definitely a
0: shot. So, what goes through your mind when you take a, you go for something like that? Because the ball came to you, you're
5: wide and hit the target. Because yeah. them ones could easily go over the over the stand even. So you just got to concentrate and try and hit the target. That's all I was thinking. Just hit it well and hit it on target. So yeah,
0: big three points today.
5: Oh, definitely. Obviously, it's a great reaction from um, Tuesday. We wasn't at our best, but today I think everyone had a great, we grinded the result up, and um, it was a great performance, I'd say.
0: You've, uh, you've been Mr. Consistent this season. What's what's it down to, you know, you've, you've, the performances you put in week in, week out, and stop laughing you
5: two? <laughs> uh, just take a game at a time, to be honest. I don't really... Um, think about every time I play I just try and do the best for the team and score and and assist and that's all it is I just and obviously we're at the bottom of the league and obviously I don't want us to be there so I'll just try my hardest to um, encourage the team and do the best and I I feel like with the team we've got and the management that we can get out of this where we are. Fingers crossed we will do. Cheers Wesley.
0: Enjoy your ice bath. (laughs) So Westy's, um, you know, the players, obviously, there's a good banter between them because um, when I called him Mr. Consistent, there was um, a few things thrown at him, let's say. Uh, but he has been this season, hasn't he? Yeah, he's. Been, I mean, you
1: look, at. I think the Hartlepool game I wasn't at,
0: but I watched the highlights back. And after the
1: goals he got, he was jumping up and down, fist pumping, really, really into it, you know, in the way that fans want to see players. And that is a very different Miles Weston, I think, to the one we've seen in the previous two years, perhaps because... You know, there were so many good players around him. He was just another player. And this year he's been so consistent, you can almost call off the player of the season award at this stage. And I think everyone will be voting for him if he carries on in this way.
2: Dave, <laughs> <laughs> do, d- day, do, 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 do you know what I would do? I would, I would uh, n- you know, nothing against Jack King, but I'd give Westie the captaincy because his enthusiasm, his commitment, his performance, uh, his relationship with the fans, uh, I think is inspirational. Um, and going back to Tuesday night at Barnet, one of the most noticeable features about that game is that Westley didn't get the ball. They didn't pass to him. I don't know why. Uh, and he wasn't really in the game. When West is involved, things happen. It's as simple as that. And he's the only creative threat that we've got.
0: So, looking forwards, we've um, uh, Eastley... Next weekend, away down at some uh, Spitfire ground, isn't it, That's they call it, uh, down near Southampton. And um, looking at their last games, obviously they were in the the Cup yesterday, Drew, against Crewe. So that's, you know, if they get a decent uh, draw in the FA Cup on on Monday evening, their minds could be distracted. We could hope, eh, Phil?
3: It'd be nice if they were distracted. But, I mean, first and foremost, it's not an easy place to go. anyway, and... uh, you know, you get put off by the sound of the planes. And you know, last time, when you know we nearly beat Stockport away, uh, this is going to be another test for us. Um, going back to the point about Miles Western, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly, with Chad. You know, give him the ball and, and let him do his stuff. Um, and the games where we particularly struggled this season is when he's been double marked or even triple marked. So we need to, we need to make, a, make sure, make a way of, of getting the ball to him as fast and, and as quickly as we can and obviously then put the support players around him.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I think we've got a relatively um, good record against Eastleigh in recent seasons. We've won 1-0 down there two years running and there's no reason why we can't go there again. You know, apart from the Barnett game, our away performances have generally been quite strong and you know, Eastleigh aren't, aren't pulling up any trees um, and if we can play like Phil said get the ball out to West and get the influential players into the game then I you know we can certainly get something out of that game
0: Yeah their last uh, three home games uh, Torquay in the league which they won 3-2 uh, in the FA Cup they beat Stourbridge 3-0 and they played Harrogate and won 4-2 against them so th- they're you know they're, they're they're doing well. Their last uh, that's their last four games because they drew against uh, Crew yesterday. So in the FA Cup, but um, league opposition, obviously. So we we can hope that they'll be a little bit um, distracted. Let's say uh, against them. Um, Team wise, are we expecting anybody to come back from from injury at all? Uh, Jamie
1: Grimes may because I think Kevin was hopeful of him on Tuesday. He obviously, didn't appear again this Saturday, but. I guess another week behind him, he, he may be in contention.
0: Josh Himer will be uh, back in contention for a place because obviously suspension stops. Um, uh, he was sitting next to me yesterday when uh, when Alfie had that header that you know he, he had a clear goal, and uh, I just looked at him. And he just said, "Yeah," he said, "I'd have buried that." So um, uh, hopefully, <laughs> uh, you know, if we, any more crosses like that, we get him back next weekend. Do you think uh, he'd make any difference?
2: Well, I think Tommy did okay, but he faded. Uh, badly as the game wore on and uh, there's a player in there somewhere Um, somebody will get it out of him at at some point but I don't think we're seeing a 90 minute player uh, or 90 minute performance from from him with Josh he's got that little bit of devilment about him he's got physique, he's got strength, pace You know, he offers a bit more than Tomy plus he's already got goals in the bank this season so I think if he's available, he'll come in. Uh, Alex Reid, I thought, uh, was lively yesterday. Um, could have done a bit more to stake a claim, but I think Josh may uh, edge in front of him.
1: It's an interesting thing with our strikers is, is who would you say was the ideal twin strike force up there? Because we, we've chopped and changed quite a lot through the season. For me, I think Umira and Reid played the best at one point in the season, but I wouldn't necessarily say that now, especially as Gozzi's getting goals. So it's, a, you know, it's an interesting uh, selection dilemma for Kevin, I think.
2: Of course, there is one player uh, next week who's going to want to do well, and that's Jack Payne, uh, who's uh, at Eastleigh. Yep. And uh, I'm sure that Jack will want to have a, a super show on his home ground against his old club.
0: Yeah, uh, do players come back and haunt us? Uh, some do, some don't, don't they, Chaz? Uh
2: Yeah, some do, some don't. But I think uh, after all the shenanigans that went on um, with uh, you know, the late payments, et cetera, et cetera, I think Jack was one of those players who, you know, with a young family, uh, was particularly hurt by the way he was treated by the club. And I think that's his motivation.
0: Yeah, so he could come back haunt us next week. Well, you never know what will happen there. The league generally, uh, Barrow obviously top at the moment on 44 points, and Bromley second.
2: Um, Watch Solihull.
0: Yeah, Solihull uh, 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 a third... And they have obviously a game in hand over over Bromley. It's, again, it's, it's an unpredictable league at the top. Teams you would have thought would have been there are not there. You know, the likes of um, uh, Notts County uh, and possibly um, Dagenham and Redbridge and and Fylde. I mean, Fylde seem to be struggling this year as well, don't they?
1: Um, well, I was just going to say there's seven or eight teams at the top there that are within sort of three, four points and a shout of automatic promotion. It's really, really open. Um, I think you could go down to sort of Harrogate and, and beyond to teams that can do it. But as Chaz said, watch Solihull. You know, they had their, they've had their wobble, I think. They had it when they dropped down to mid-table sort of around Septemberish, and they've really come back
2: storming, whereas teams like Bromley are perhaps having their little wobble now. And so- Solihull looks stronger with James Ball, who, frankly, when he was at Ebbsfleet, uh, everybody was waiting for that player to show what he could do and it never really emerged.
0: Phil, what do you think about the league this season?
2: Well, it's almost like it's upside down. I mean, you, you mentioned about
3: filed. I um, expect Wrexham to struggle, and now they're bottom, thanks to us. I didn't expect us to struggle as much as we have. Um, it's a very odd. It's a very odd division. You only have to look at Stockport's, you know, results um, in the last eight days to, to see how crazy it is and how unpredictable it, it is. I do feel that some teams one team, is probably going to come out with storms the second half of the season. Um, that could be Solihull, as we have said. Um, it could be it could be that Bromley turn it around a bit. Um, you just don't know. I mean, nobody wants like to go to Barrow, especially not first Saturday in January.
0: No, true. So I have to talk about the, the dreaded R and S word safety. Even let's say, uh, Aldershot were relegated last season on forty four points, with Boreham on fifty two in twentieth place. So we're on twenty two points. We've got to get thirty points, and that's ten wins. It's a big ask at the moment, isn't it? But it's doable, isn't it, Chas?
2: Yeah, well, it's, mathematically, of course, it's doable. Um, but whether we've got the quality in the squad um, to consistently do it, uh, you know, the best predictor of future behaviour is past behaviour. And really, you've got to look at the results up to now, and we've just not had that consistency. Um, you know, if, if we go to Eastleigh and get a result, Uh, Especially a win, then we're starting to show signs of of recovery. But the the squad, as it stands, you know, it could really do with one or two bodies to freshen it up. But that's easier said than done. Um, But you know, when you're bottom of the league, nobody's volunteering to rush to sign for you. No, they're not. Um, And and Kevin has got his work cut out uh, um, to continually get. Top top performances out the players that he's got, and that's why you know I look to Miles Weston, and, and I mean you look at the way he celebrates his goals. We want to see that from everybody, you know that that commitment uh, because Miles, well he just embodies the spirit that you need to dig yourself out of trouble.
0: Indeed. So who's going to Eastleigh next week?
2: We are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we'll be there.
0: Hopefully we'll be there. I've I've got a safe and she must be obeyed um uh, will let me out but uh We
2: we've uh, got to find a Morrisons nearby.
0: A Morrisons? Why
2: have we got to find a Morrisons nearby? Tradition.
0: All ah, right, there is uh I know Southampton there's a couple in in the area so uh,
2: By the way, I was breakfast. talking to um uh, Tyler Cordner after the game yesterday, yeah, and he sa- "I said a bit of a home game for you next week, isn't it?" He said, "Yeah, ten minutes from my house.
0: That's all right."
2: So uh, he'll be uh, around to wish beers afterwards could, then. Yeah.
1: No, Phil. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we could go to his house instead of the
2: Morrisons. That could start a home. New yeah, new perhaps. Yeah, perhaps uh, he he can learn a full English for us. Yeah. <laughs> He'd be
0: delighted. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have that.
2: The supermarket F- cafes are available.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was going to say you didn't have the Morrison's Black Friday breakfast special, did you? The you know the the, the uh,
2: no 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 oh. not allowed.
0: No, you're not allowed. No,
2: no, really? no. Yeah, I'm allowed on fo- I'm allowed on football days. Yeah, but uh, I've got to be more measured. Right.
3: <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, is it, li- listen, Dave, we've got a philosophy. Well, I went to the Perry Cafe on Perry Street before the...
0: Yes, Phil, you uh, you went where?
3: It clearly went well. Uh, well, well, I went to the to Perry Cafe him. on Perry Street yesterday for the breakfast, so I think I'm going to have to do that for every
2: home game now.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to.
2: OK, actually... Well, Tony Berman was there yesterday from Dartford, so he's got to come to every game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
2: Tony Hud was there, uh, so he's got to come to every game. I don't think that's going to happen, though. No. But any, any lucky charms, I mean, we're such a superstitious lot. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting if, if anybody would like to tweet you, Dave, uh, for the next podcast. What are their football superstitions?
0: Actually, that's a good thing. Yeah, let's um, uh, let's throw it open to the, the audience listeners. You can tweet me at BDL underscore fleet or EUFC official uh, or Ed at, Miller or Lord Chaz, Lord Chaz. At Lord Chaz. At Lord Chaz. But any one it'd of It'd be us, great to
2: get yeah. a, 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 more of a communication of yeah. correspondence uh, yeah. from anybody that does listen. You know, what... What do you want to moan about? What do you want to ask? What what would you like uh, an explanation of? And, and we'll see if we can uh, come back to you and uh, give you an answer.
0: Okay. Well, we'll post the question on the forums and on Facebook and on Twitter and everything like that. But um, if you want to communicate who, with us, you know our, I've got, our things. I was going to say, use the hashtag, hashtag Fleet Review Live, and then you can put I've got a question staffers.
2: for you, lads. Go on. At this stage, who are our four for the drop? <laughs>
0: we're not going down I have every faith
3: I'm steering
2: well clear of that question same here Wrexham Chorley Dagenham and Chesterfield
1: interesting I'll I'll go Wrexham Chorley Aldershot and Maidenhead oh yeah Maidenhead
0: Maidenhead are getting sucked into it. And they lost this day again. Yeah. Um, they're on 28 points at the moment in 17th. Um, I I will... Okay, right. Wrexham, yeah. It's on
2: record now, boys.
0: Yeah, yeah okay. Wrexham, <laughs> surely. Sutton and Maidenhead.
2: Now no, Sutton are coming out of it.
0: No, uh, they might not do. They might not do. I just have every, every faith that they won't. Let's say that. <laughs> so, I'm biased.
2: Right, I went Sheps. on the Wrexham forum last night. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, not a, a happy, happy place. place. Is it fun? Happy? Go on, Ed, talk about it.
1: Well, I think there's, you know, when our forum sort of gets a, a, a cob on and everyone's miserable, <laughs> it, might extend, it might extend to five or six pages. There were literally 10 threads of about 15, 16 pages each, and it was very miserable.
2: Yeah. Well, there was one thre- thread that went up to 40 pages, I think, about, you know, it was after the result, it was after the final whistle. Uh, there was the match thread that was doom and gloom. And it was wonderful because one of their supporters said, they were listening to our commentary and they said, uh, uh, for those of you that don't know, Kent is next door to France. <laughs> <laughs> I've
0: got to say one of our listeners is uh, Pete Danzy. Uh, hello, Pete. He, he enjoys the pod and he's, he's, he said, you can interview me and ask me questions. So... Do we throw that open to the listeners?
2: Sorry, what was that? I was I was off air for a second.
0: Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, I was just. Oh, and Phil's gone as well. Uh, I was uh, speaking to uh, one of our listeners yesterday, who is um, uh, Pete Danzy. So uh, he was uh, he was telling me he, he enjoys listening to the pod. Uh, do we, he said ask me some questions. So um, uh, have we got any questions for Pete Danzy? We'll we'll think of a few and put them to him.
2: Yeah, yeah, and we want to make this a regular thing, don't we? The, yeah. the podcast. So yeah. so some weeks, if there's not a game or we've not been. Uh, it's good to take on other topics like, you know, ask Danzy anything Um, um, you know let us know
0: yeah, indeed, indeed, right, I've got a message that my SD card's nearly out of time so uh, we've got to wrap it up there chaps Uh, thank you for this morning, I'm going to have some editing to do, again and uh, to make it sound reasonably listenable (laughs) that'll be fun Um, Ed Miller, thank you for joining us and uh, shame we didn't hear your piano this morning
1: that's all right. I can always bring it back next week.
0: Yeah, Ch- yeah. Thank you, uh, Chaz. Uh, Chaz Webster. Uh, thank you. Did you sell your bookcase, by the way?
2: Uh, well, it was no. The bookcase is still available, but the um, the small pine uh, chest is gone. Right. So that was that was what I was doing this morning. And then, as long as Ed doesn't bring his piano in the car for the trip to Easley next week, I'm happy. Okay. Good stuff.
0: and um, uh, Phil Phil Webster not Phil Webster? Sorry, Phil Webster. Blimey. <laughs> oh God. <laughs>
2: A hybrid <laughs> have, I been, have, I, have I been married off. <laughs> <laughs> Not to me you haven't. There know. theres a Phil Webster I
0: o There is a Phil Webster I don't I'm editing this bit out, alright.
3: Phil Moss. To be fair, Phil <laughs> Webster would probably done a better job this morning. <laughs> all my dreams have come true, Phil.
2: Oh
5: God
3: I might have to leave
0: that bit in. Thanks, Phil Moss as well. How's the head this morning, Phil? Are you are you okay now? Have you had some coffee? phil soon (laughs) phil where are you come in phil wherever
2: i am yes okay thank you
0: hello you're there
2: hello goodbye (laughs) Goodbye. get back to the perry street cafe phil (laughs)
0: oh god thank you i will cheers chaps well thanks for listening everybody i hope you've enjoyed it this has been the uh, fleet review live almost descending into a farce and uh, we'll be back again looking at the fleet but uh, a victory yesterday against wrexham thank god for that take care and enjoy whatever you're doing